T-minus 10, 9. You're listening to the Launchpad Podcast with J-Man. Brought to you by Galant Media. Here's your host, J-Man. And welcome once again to the Launchpad Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Jason Petrunik. I was not born uh, J-Man, but it's much easier to spell. I think I finally got it down, though. Pet Run IK. Yeah, Pet Run Ick. Oh, now maybe you heard that sneeze in the background. That would be Bear. I do have a small dog sitting company. And <laughs> Bear is going to be trying to be my silent podcast partner. For crying out loud, I'm trying to do a show here. But yes, one of the passions that I pursued after I got out of my 17 years of radio, when I unplugged myself from the Matrix. So I will give you a little bit of my background if you didn't know already. I am formerly a radio announcer. I get a lot of people saying, hey, face for radio, or, you know, boy, you sure have a radio voice. And then I have to let them know that, yeah, I used to be a pretty big fish in a small pond at <laughs> times. I started off my career in Ottawa at a station called The Bear. I then moved on to a country music station called Star 96 six years later. And what's so funny about that, I remember when I had to write kind of a mission statement uh, when I was leaving college, I said there were two things I did not want to do in radio. Number one, I did not want to work at a country music radio station. Number two, I didn't want to end up in a small town. And I ended up being in a small town doing country music. And it was five of the most amazing years of my life where I really grew as an individual. I came onto a book that absolutely changed my life. My head just exploded called Happiness is a Choice by Barry Neal Kaufman, and I don't know where you are right now in your own personal journey, but it could not hurt for you to pick up this book. I'm talking about paradigm shifts uh, for me. really did change my life, so much so that I took some time to email this gentleman and let him know that he changed my life. Really fascinating guy, also has a book called Sunrise, which is about his autistic son who is supposed to never be fully functioning. And instead of trying to get his autistic child to come into his world, he and his wife dove into his child's world, their world. And if the sun would rock, they would rock. If the sun would scream, he would scream. And now, He's a fully functioning adult. It's a really fascinating read. Uh, so two there for you by Barry Neal Kaufman. Uh, that would be Sunrise and Happiness is a Choice. Uh, so pick up those books. And so actually it was another book that led me to come back to Ottawa for an opportunity to work at a station called Dog FM, the first 24-hour commercial blues radio station in North America, and then that's where my life changed. I was maybe a couple of years into an MLM at the time, something called Body by Vi, uh, the Body by Vi 90-day challenge, and I was doing quite well, making about three to $5,000 a month with that company. And I was actually at one of their events, and when I came back, I was walked into a boardroom, and they told me that I didn't have a job any longer. Hmm. Right. So <laughs> I wish I had one of these stories where I said I just got up and I left. I said, I'm out of here and I'm just going to go full time into entrepreneurialism. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, I had a decision to make, though, whether or not I want to go back to that guaranteed paycheck, which is nothing more than a facade. Right. You just get it so often that you think it's guaranteed, uh, but it's not. It can be taken away from you at any point in time. And 
I decided that I'm going to stop with that guaranteed paycheck. And now I'm going to put that guarantee on me. I took that severance, uh, the decent paycheck that I was already making in MLM, and I moved forward for myself. Uh, now I have a small dog sitting business, as you have now heard. <laughs> I have some income properties. I like to umpire sports. It's a great way to network. I still do some MC gigs. And I also got into some trade shows. So there's something called Petawawa Showcase, which actually goes down in just a couple of weeks. The last weekend of April, 10,000 people through the doors, like 150 vendors plus. It's just amazing. 20,000 eyeballs on your product. Showcase in Petawawa.ca if you want to check that out. Also going to expand that brand, uh, doing something called Showcase in Armprior. I know, pretty clever, right? <laughs> and you can check that out, Showcase in armprior.ca and we're really excited to bring that closer to the nation's capital and maybe even branch into Ottawa uh, shortly after that. So a lot of stuff on the go and it wasn't that long I actually went back to radio before as a passion opposed to a paycheck and I really wasn't enjoying my time there and man is it ever empowering when you can just say I don't need this anymore and walk away and that's exactly what I did. It's a funny thing <laughs> it really is a funny thing when you are an employee and you have an employer, but they have no leverage. It's crazy. Like that will fuck with people's brains. They just don't know how to handle it. They're like, well, usually they can say we'll dock your pay or we'll give you less hours or you're just bad in with the boss and maybe you'll lose your job. But when you don't care about losing your job because you don't need it. That's an incredibly powerful thing, and that is why I share this whole entrepreneurial vision with people. If you love your 9 to 5, that's great. If you have a job to where you're adding value to other people's lives, that's great. Maybe you have a boss that would never even play the leverage card on you, and that's great. But there is nothing better than never missing anything that you really want to be at because you're your own boss. And I loved radio. I had a sweet gig. I'd show up at 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I'd work on the music for a little bit. I'd take a two-hour lunch. I'd come back from two, work till six. My day was done. But I still remember rushing home to try to get some sunshine on my balcony. Opposed to just getting sunshine whenever I wanted, right? I also remember what it was like to maybe stroll in a little bit later and get some grief for it. Like, what's five minutes, really? Or if I was to get an email, it's always something negative or something I didn't do right or something that I need to be doing opposed to just, hey, how are you doing? And thanks for doing such a good job. Uh, and that's why I can't ever see myself going back to that environment. But then again, that's just me. That's just me. And no longer do I want to be the individual talking with other people about how great the weather is outside while I'm stuck in between these four walls, right? What I want to do is I want to be the guy on the outside. I can step away from four walls whenever I want to, and I'll have somebody else in my place telling me how great the weather is while I'm smoking a cigar and having a beer by the water. So that's, <laughs> that's my story, and hopefully you're still around to where I can pose this question. So Really, when it comes down to being an entrepreneur, there are some things that you need. You need to have mindset without question because it's not easy. You're going to go through ups. You're going to go through downs. There's going to be months where you have great money. There's going to be some months where you have no money. Heck, it could be years where you're really just not doing all that great. So you really have to learn to persevere. And that is what really brought me to today's question. 
I don't believe this is going to be an incredibly long podcast. I don't know. I might end up stretching it out because I didn't want to put too much thought into the question that I was going to be asking. And I also put it on my Facebook. And so I'll be actually referring back to my Facebook as I'm doing this podcast and maybe taking on some of the perceptions that are coming from my Facebook page. But the question is, if you knew success was a certainty, what would you attempt to do? If you knew success was a certainty, what would you attempt to do? And the reality is, you would likely attempt everything that it is that you wanted to do. Heck, you'd even do things that maybe you weren't all that interested in doing because you knew you were going to succeed. And the crazy thing about being an entrepreneur is that you kind of have to know you're going to succeed. And it's really a crazy thing. The sad thing is, is that there are a lot of things that people want to do. There are a lot of things that people want to engage in, but they don't. And it's always because of fear. Almost everything is fear-based when it comes to holding people back, when it stops people from stepping into their greatest self. So really the answer to this question, if you knew success was a certainty, what would you attempt to do? Well, you would attempt to do all the things that you'd want to do that you just don't do. Why aren't you doing them? You don't know if you're going to be successful or not, but people just kind of put themselves in boxes to where, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do that. Where people are constantly setting their limitations so low, their expectations so low. And I used to see that a lot when I was dealing heavily in MLM to where I'm talking with individuals about getting started with their own business, making a couple extra hundred bucks a month. I'm not sitting down with people and talking about, do you want to be the next millionaire or all that bullshit? I mean, just coming straight at them with a goal that is realistic. And they're like, I don't know enough people or I don't feel comfortable doing this. And I, well... Like, this is what blows my mind. People are not so uncomfortable with being broke or not having the money that they want to do the things that they want to do, but they're uncomfortable to reach out to people about something that they might be passionate about. I mean, if you're really passionate about weight loss, share that with people. You're saving lives. If you're really passionate about CBD or CDB oil or whatever the fuck that shit is, if you're really passionate about it, share it with people. Uh, if you're passionate about nails, like do nails, like jamboree, but just share with people and just get rid of the fear of people saying no. Who gives a shit? They say no. The example you'll hear a lot is if I were to ask you for coffee and you were to say no for coffee, I wouldn't say, well, I'm just never asking that person out for coffee again, or you're just going to stop asking people to go for coffee. No, you just throw it out there. And if you say, hey, Dave, want to go for coffee? And Dave says no, and you're like, Okay, well, fuck you, Dave, but whatever. <laughs> like, I'm gonna move. Uh, Dave will go for coffee another day. Dave will go for coffee another day. And, you know, if it's not Dave, uh, maybe it's Betty, right? Bet that sounds like a nice person. So I'll sit down uh, with Betty. So it's sad for me sometimes to see people just set the bar so low because the reality is, is that we all have greatness inside. Uh, Les Brown speaks so deeply on this in regards to that there's something special in you. And it's so sad that 
so many people will never try to break through, that they will never have the opportunity to share that gift with the world because they were just too afraid to take that first step. Now, it's not to say I don't do this. I'm going to share an example with you right now in regards to how I'm kind of failing myself. And now I'm also going to correct this. And I'm going to put this on the podcast right now to make sure that I am holding myself accountable to somebody. Okay, at least one person will download this shit. (laughs) And I'm accountable to you. I'm accountable to you. And I used to do voiceovers back in the day. Uh, The type of voiceovers that you would probably expect me to do. Like, come get your car on Sunday. It's only $19,258. No financing will be declined or something like that. But better, much more smooth, right? And I made some good money doing that. And I did it for quite a few years. And then some of the clients that I was doing reads for, I actually ended up working at a radio station to where they were clients, so I no longer got paid on those spots, okay? I didn't get paid to read those commercials anymore. And then it was something that just kind of faded into the background. Now, reading voiceovers and documentaries and stuff like that, it is big, big money, okay? I mean, even right now, I have people ask me to do some work here and there, and I'll pick up a 30-second script, and I'm charging 120 bucks to read because I'm literate. Okay, because I'm literate, I can charge someone that kind of money to read a page, and there's people that can charge a lot more. I believe that part of the reason I haven't pursued it further, kind of like what maybe took me so long to do this podcast, is that I was afraid of ruining the story of what I could have been. Let me explain with an example. For instance, the person that has the varsity jacket from high school or played junior hockey and they got hurt or there were some trials and tribulations that they never got through, it's easier for them to say, I could have been in the NHL, but this happened, opposed to persevering, getting through whatever obstacle was there that they know they didn't bust through and actually finding out for themselves. And I think that's what's been going on with me in regards to my voice work. I say I have a great voice, and I've done voice work before, and man, I could make so much money doing voice work, and so many people would want me to be the voice for whatever product or service it is that they had or have, right? But if I just don't do it, that makes for a really great story. It's just a wonderful little fantasy that nobody... Nobody can pull down, like no one can poke a hole in that, no one can burst my bubble, opposed to the reality of maybe really trying to do it and possibly failing and then just not having that story anymore. And that's scary to a lot of people. So don't be afraid to get out there, step into your best self, realize that it's going to be uncomfortable. And I'm not talking about having to go out there and do your own business. Maybe you're wanting to get into a fitness competition, but you're afraid about what your your friends are going to think. Don't worry about what other people have to say. Don't worry about the noise. Don't worry about how uncomfortable you might be. Don't worry about falling on your face because that is the absolute number one best way to learn. That's why when you go to Starbucks and you don't get your coffee for 15 fucking minutes because there's some person sweating and fucking up so bad at that counter, it's because someone just 
threw their feet to the fire and they said, you will learn because you will have one awful experience with a customer. You will see a lineup build behind this one person because you didn't learn properly in your training. You weren't paying attention to where you are never going to want to be in that situation again. You will fail moving forward, but you will not fail right there. And if you do, well, that's on you. That is absolutely on you. And I'm pretty passionate about this subject. So I'll have to dial it down maybe a little bit, but yeah, man, just give it a fucking go. Go for it. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to head over to my Facebook page and I'm going to see what you guys have to say. So Jeremy Demerchant, uh, you can find him at permissiontosell.com. And I'm not putting out that website lightly. I'm telling you why I'm sharing that because Jeremy is a great guy. He's someone that I've only known for a short period of time now. And this gentleman offers so much value, it's ridiculous. And the way that he sees sales or sharing and the systems that he uses, how much education he puts himself through. He just went to Tony Robbins, then he did the whole Wolf of Wall Street thing. I think it was three weeks of just personal development and learning, always improving his craft. Uh, really super at what he does and looking to bring him in at one point with the trade shows that I do with Gallant Media in Petawawa and Armprior to maybe help us come up with some ways to where we can incentivize and sell better to people while also giving them incredible value. Anyways, uh, Jeremy says, that <laughs> took a while, uh, what he would do if he knew that success was a certainty. Uh, he would choose speaking engagements based on the geographical locations that I want to visit, Dubai, Bora Bora, etc. And Jeremy, I have no doubt uh, that you're gonna do that. Part of this exercise as well is just putting it out there. If you're not even thinking about the things that you wanna go out there and achieve, then how are those things even going to happen? So many people just kind of wait for things to fall on their lap and it just doesn't happen that way. And I think books like The Secret, for instance, which is a great book. You know, it's a beginner's guide to just kind of getting familiar with the law of attraction, so on and so forth. But you can sit there on your ass all you want and wish that you're going to make a million dollars. It's not going to happen. Uh, what you got to do is you have to have a plan. You need to go out there. You need to execute that plan. You need to work on that plan. And then, yes, you have to have that vision. You have to think about all the things that are going to fall into place. You need to think about very specific situations, locations, exactly what it is that you want to accomplish. And then, yeah, sure, that million dollars can come around, but it's not going to be just, ooh, I wish, I hope, one day. And it's just going to start raining dollar bills. That shit just does not happen. It does not happen. And then there's... Chedza Mudongo. I think I got that right. I think I even got like just that Mundongo there. And she's actually a next door neighbor of mine. And she says, I would stop procrastinating and do work. I do the things, but I also have the what if question in the back of my mind, right? But it's always those intangibles, the things that maybe we could be doing, right? The what ifs. Uh, it's the chicken list when it comes down to sales, like the people that you don't want to reach out to because you just don't think they're going to give you the time of day or they're going to get 
they're going to get upset that you reached out or they're just too big a fish to even deal with you, right? But at the end of the day, it just comes down to value. Whatever it is that you're sharing, whatever your service is, whatever the product might be, if you can add value to it, there's a reason why these people are making so much money because they can identify that value and if they can see themselves making money from it, a profit, then heck, why wouldn't they jump on board? In fact, they're going to thank you for the opportunity. The best people to reach out to are the ones that are doing the best. The people that are generating six figures and above, seven figures, eight figures, whatever it might be, because they're the ones that know how to blow up an idea. These guys are thinking on another level, they will they will likely review the information because they don't want to miss out on that little guy that maybe was going to put them on to the next big thing. So there's a little bit of a nugget that hopefully you can take away. And I truly hope that you are getting value from this. And when Sean and I get on here, we want to have fun. We also want to hope that someone can pull away a nugget. And I want to make sure that it's entertaining for people. And this podcast is really just kind of taking shape on its own. Like last podcast, we're talking with a Juno Award nominee and a Maple Blues Award winner. Like he is one of the greatest guitarists in North America, David Gogo. And maybe you haven't heard his name before, uh, but it's most definitely someone that you should go check out. And he had a lot of richness to add to the conversation in regards to going through some really tough shit uh, that he had to overcome. Uh, and then, you know, another conversation was Emil uh, from Collab Space, right, to where he's just a super networker. And I hope that you can pull something out of that as well. I do want to make sure, though, that I'm having much more organic entrepreneur talks uh, for those out there that are looking to get to that next level, not just in their business, but in their lives. It's not to say that I'm a guru. I'm nowhere close. Uh, there's probably a good chunk of people that are listening to this podcast that make more money than I do. I don't know. I don't care. And nor does that matter because there's always something that somebody has to bring to the table. Take the time to listen to what people have to say opposed to listening just so you can say something. And the fantastic thing about this podcast right now, doing it on my own, is that I can say whatever I want, <laughs> however I want, and when I want. It's all mine. Uh, so thank you once again for having it locked to the Launchpad podcast with me, J-Man. Big shout out to my sponsor, Gallant Media. They do web design, graphic design any type of print and promotional item, they can make it happen for you. Galantmedia.ca. Check them out today. Big city design at small town pricing. Thank you very much, Sean, for jumping on board with me and helping make this podcast a reality. J-Man saying as always, take care, be well, and love simply because you can.